1: Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose.
0: You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you?
1: Here's your host, the one and only Dan Bach. Hey everybody! What is going on? Welcome, Dan Bach, here on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Of course, it is a Thursday. Uh, you got an MLB slate tonight, but I'm going to leave that to Stevie on the morning grind. Going to leave that to the uh, the guys on the On Deck Premium Pod today. I'm going to be talking some maybe preseason DFS football today because we've got the Hall of Fame game. We've got. The showdown slate on DraftKings, single game, I think that's what they refer to it on FanDuel, and it's our basically beginning of football season. We'll have football this week uh, all the way until February. Uh, Yeah, exciting, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Big news coming out of DraftKings yesterday afternoon, they've launched their sports betting app out in New Jersey. Uh, It is select right now for just a handful of customers, or I don't know if it's a handful, but... Uh, Just a limited number of customers as they kind of test it out, make sure there aren't bugs. And, you know, it's the way to do it. You want to roll things out slowly but surely to avoid, you know, tech issues that can happen. But I'll got a chance to uh, take a look at that um, in a kind of demonstration a couple days ago, and I'm going to kind of tell you what I saw and what I liked, because I thought it was really well done. Uh, big announcement on FanDuel. This podcast is probably going to come out too early today for me to comment, uh, on it right now. The only hint I'm going to tell you is I'm happy, okay? I'm a happy man. That's all you're getting. Uh, but a little bit later today, uh, I did a one-on-one yesterday with Nick Bonadio of... The uh, product team on FanDuel, and we covered exactly what this news is and other stuff they've got happening for football season. And uh, great conversation. Again, he's kind of been the new head of product over the last year, and we've seen a lot of new and innovative things on FanDuel. They kind of talk about their change of philosophy. So certainly check that out. That's going to be dropping this afternoon over on RG. So. Uh, that's what we got on tap for the podcast today. If you uh, did not see, I did post another propcast uh, on that feed. If you're not subscribed to that, please do. Please leave a positive review, five stars. Helps us kind of climb those rankings over there on iTunes and gives more visibility on the podcast. And if you do that, I'll even uh, head on over and take a look at who does and ping you and get you uh, an RG t shirt to a handful of you. I promise I will. Can't be everyone, otherwise we'll go broke on t-shirts, but uh, if you do me a solid and you know give me a, a, a five-star, a positive review on that podcast, uh, every day for the next week, I'll go through and uh, be you know contacting you. Make sure uh, you kind of put your RG handle in there and uh, get an RG t-shirt. There you go. That's for helping me out. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, all right, today, let's uh, start things off, though, talking about the DraftKings betting app. Uh, Again, this is more daily fantasy show, but we got to cross over and talk about this stuff because there was some interesting fantasy elements within the app. And overall, I got to give DraftKings, their product team, uh, a ton of credit in terms of the build of this uh, and uh, maybe even more credit for the fact that they kind of took a risk. I mean, there's no way they probably would be able to roll out uh, as robust of an app if they just got started as soon as the paspa news fell and said oh okay now we can do it we know that we're going to need uh we're going to have regulated gambling in this country very very soon uh there's no way they could have had what they presented to me a couple days ago and what's going to be uh in the app store fairly soon without basically getting a jump start and and spending resources on this app ahead of time. And it's very clear that's what they did. They said up to um, a year in advance, they started actually working on this app and, and more or less made their own quote unquote bet that Passport would get overturned. And, you know, that was a risk that I think is going to pay dividends for them because I do believe um, that uh, the that coming first to market here is just going to be a huge benefit for DraftKings. And I do expect, you know, FanDuel and MGM and and others to follow close behind. Uh, But anytime you can say to a group of people, we're the only place in town you can find something, even if it's for a limited amount of time, um, that's a nice advantage to have. And also allows you to work some of the kinks out and, and whatnot. So kudos to them on the timing of it, coming first to market, and not really, you know, having this betting background was pretty impressive. Now, obviously, they partnered with uh, a company to help them, you know, build out odds, risk management, that kind of stuff. Uh, but overall, the development, you know, DraftKings, uh, I felt, you know, one of their big, you know, kind of goals in the early days of DFS was, you know, we wanted to win in technology because they were so far behind DraftKings in the marketing or on FanDuel on the marketing side of things they said you know that's going to be difficult for us to uh to compete with early on but if we build a better product um it's it's a way for us to kind of you know differentiate and uh and you know be better at FanDuel and that's what they did early on obviously they ended up getting marketing dollars but uh when you combine marketing dollars with a better product I think that's kind of what helped them you know leapfrog FanDuel there for a while. And uh, that definitely kind of translated into what we're seeing here, uh, because I really liked a lot of the features that they had. Now, a w- couple of interesting things. First off, you know, they're definitely trying to explain betting to people, so it's very simplified. You know, rather than just saying money line, they say like, "Who do you think is going to win?" and then they give you the odds accordingly. But the one thing I found fascinating, and you know, DraftKings, I'm sure Fanduel is, and and every other DFS site, is a very analytics-driven company, and they've actually even built algorithms that will suggest bets to you based on your daily fantasy lineups, which I thought was really, really interesting, where uh, during the demonstration, the guy who was showing it off to me said, okay, on DraftKings, I stacked the Padres today um, in my DFS lineup, and if when you open the app, one of the first bets it suggested to you was taking the Padres over, and it was at like, I think the over that they had was at like nine runs, and obviously it was like plus 300 or something like that, but uh, it wasn't just the standard run line, it was the inflated run line because the algorithm recognized that he had already stacked up this team in DFS, and therefore... You know, he was projecting on that platform, on the 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 DFS platform, that uh that they were gonna score a lot of runs that night. So it would make sense to suggest, you know, maybe you should take the over on the uh the Padres. And that was interesting to me. I mean, it just kind of goes to show and we see it, you know, in targeting advertising where, you know, you type in one word and the next thing, you know, you get you know, advertising about that one word for like the next month. Um, and it just kind of shows you like there's so much data about us as players, and they're going to leverage that to try and give you, you know, a better experience as a sports bettor. And I thought that was pretty cool, pretty innovative. You know, you don't see that. I don't think that's happening um, on, on other betting platforms. So that was something that, I thought was was pretty neat about the uh, the DraftKings app. Uh, obviously, their live betting seemed to be you know top notch, uh, and they basically seemed like you could bet on everything. They even allowed you to bet on the point that was being played in tennis. I'm not joking on the point. Now, obviously, the hard thing is the timing of this. If you're watching on TV, it's not probably going to work. You'd almost have to be on site for something like that because you know my direct TV is like twenty seconds delayed. Uh but the fact that they are, you know, adding that level of in-game betting was amazing to me. And with limits as little as 10 cents, uh, I mean it's gonna be interesting because, you know, you can't as far as I know, you can't go to Vegas and run 25 cent parlays or 10 cents parlays where you put like 25 teams together now you're not going to hit that parlay so don't worry about it but you know there's going to be micro grinders who do that kind of stuff and if anything it gives you you know just gives you something to care about while watching sports and uh you don't and, and it's almost like that was built again yes whales who's who bet like five thousand a game You know, obviously, if they're good bettors, it's not necessarily great to take their money. But I think that they're scaling these things out to try and find the casual bettors, the ones that, A, aren't very good, and say, hey, if they want to bet a buck, two bucks, 50 cents, whatever, that's fine for us. Rather than building their product to necessarily cater towards these enormous, you know, whales. Now, obviously, when they're whales and they're not good, it can be very, very profitable for you. There's no question about it. But some of the design of what I saw definitely was catered to more of, you know, a casual player. Um, the other things that I found interesting uh, about the app too was they basically also allowed you to bet on props centered around DraftKings scoring. Uh, the the two that I saw were, like, who's going to be the highest-scoring quarterback or the highest-scoring running back, the highest-scoring wide receiver uh, in Week 1 on DraftKings. Um, The other thing that I saw were matchups. Who's going to score more DraftKings points, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell? I'm not sure that I saw will blah, blah, blah score over, you know, a certain DraftKings point threshold, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit because – They had just about everything you could think of under the sun in regards to uh, props and, you know, matchups and stuff like that. So, uh, but there's no doubt in my mind, like when golf happens, you know, you'll be able to bet on that app, Will X, Y, and Z, par, birdie, bogey this hole. I will almost freaking guarantee you that is something that's going to be there. Hell, they had it for tennis per point. They got to have a golf per hole. So um, the live betting was just... Fascinating and obviously a huge focus for them. Uh the last thing that I thought was pretty cool as well was the uh the cash out feature, which basically would give you like real time odds on uh, where your bet stood and then either allow and, and give you the opportunity to potentially cash out. Um and this would exist for um I don't know about live wagers, but possibly, but certainly, you know, game totals or um, futures or, or maybe some props as well. Um, but basically they'll offer you a price to cash out your bet. And if you're a big favorite, they're obviously going to give you a better price. You know, if it looks like you might hit your bet, um, they might try and just give you a price to kind of move you on your way. Um, if it looks like, you know, you're probably going to lose, uh, you're not going to get very good odds, you know, to cash out that bet. Uh, but, and clearly, you know, the odds are going to be the thing to consider in something like this. But I also think it's kind of interesting too, because it does allow you to hedge out of situations potentially as well. Like imagine if you made a bet on Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, minus 10 against, uh, against Cleveland. And it comes out that, oh, Jimmy Butler is going to take the night off and Carl Anthony Towns is going to take the night off. If you get that information quick, you could maybe cash out that bet in time to be able to take a really less loss on it because the interesting thing was the bet they showed me was like an over under, I think it was $10 on the over. Um, but it had the cash out option before the bet even took place and I think it was like 975 was the cash out option. So draftkings would basically be taking 25 cents off that 10 bucks without with doing absolutely nothing. Um, but but uh, if you were able to cash out a bet that you knew the line was gonna change, you knew there was an issue and you basically beat them to the punch before you know that cash out option, you know, kind of got updated itself, there's an opportunity for you. Now, you're going to to do that really, really quick. There's no question about it. But then the other side of things, too, is, you know, maybe you made a season-long prop bet and you say, you know what, I I don't know. I I don't want to follow this all that long. I want to cash out this bet and I want to go bet on something else. And I think that's why this is really interesting because it's going to allow them to churn and churn and churn that much more for people to, you know, cancel bets on, you know, mess with them taking extra vig out and them making another bet where they can take, you know, where they can get more vig. And we've seen, you know, the uh, the churn being such an uh, an important thing for these sites in terms of the more people play, the more money they rake. And obviously, with betting, it's a little bit different because you have risk in terms of paying out themselves from you know, DraftKings account, uh, as opposed to in DFS, you know, they don't care who wins or loses, they just want you to play games, uh, but if you run smart lines, or if you've got strong lines, then, you know, ultimately, it is still going to boil down to getting people to play as much as they possibly can, so uh, all in all, I thought it was interesting, um, and, you know, this is something which, you know, from my understanding, anybody's going to be able to get the app and whenever they decide to go live with it full-time, but you're only going to be able to get the lines and be able to use it if you are in New Jersey. So if you wanted to deposit on it, I guess you could, but uh, ultimately, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but to get the odds, you have to be in New Jersey. So being in Florida kind of sucks, so I can't see exactly what they're doing. But uh, overall, you know, for those of you in New Jersey and other states that come on board, DraftKings came out with a really nice product. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, all right. Next thing I want to get on here is uh, preseason DFS football tonight. Again, uh, we've got the Bears and Chicago today. And we'll talk just a little strategy here for preseason. And the thing to remember is uh, you have so many fish who want to just play this slate, and will roster guys like Mitch Trubisky and roster guys for, uh, like, Joe Flacco and Jordan Howard, where the rake is going to be paid for in these contests. And it's even better if you get them in a head-to-head type of contest where, you know, you are in a really good position. But even in GPPs, uh, you know, those guys are going to have 5% ownership. Uh, Enough of them will where, you know, you're going to have, you know, better... The odds are going to be tilted more in your favor because there's way more dead money going into it than there is on a typical Sunday. Because even if, you know, um, Eli Manning's in a bad matchup week one versus Jacksonville and, you know, 1% of the people play him, it's still not an impossibility that he throws three touchdown passes and that 1% kind of gets paid off. But there's 0% that Joe Flacco goes out and probably even plays a single snap tonight let alone, uh, you know, gets a, a fantasy point. So take advantage of that here today in some of these games. And, you know, with the showdown slate, it's a little bit different because there's only one game. But you see this a lot when you get, uh, you know, the full slates out there because there's a lot more players that people will potentially roster that don't, uh, that don't make any sense. Uh, but in the single-game slate tonight, don't play Trubisky. Don't play Joe Flacco. Don't play Alex Collins. Don't play any of the big name players. They're not going to play. Trubisky might play a a, a series. He's from Ohio. I mean, so maybe they want him to play a series in front of the hometown crowd. Uh, Obviously, a lot of Bears fans are going to be there because, uh, what, Erlocker's going into the Hall of Fame, I think. So uh, maybe, maybe they let him play a series. But ultimately, I think you have to ask yourself is who are the other quarterbacks? Because the the, the thing to look at in this format is it's flex position for days here. Um, you can play four quarterbacks if you want to. Uh, you're not usually doing that on a flex, on a single game showdown slate. You can play two, um, but you're not playing four because, well, fact of the matter is that's idiotic during a regular season game, but it might not be idiotic here in this because you've got to look and try and project where the easiest way is to find production. And you can make the argument that I know Tyler Bray is going to play two quarters today. He has to, especially if Trubisky is not going to play today. Uh, their other quarterback is, is chase Daniel and he might play some, but he is also kind of a veteran. Um, But, you know, that's the type of thing that, you know, I'm looking at and saying, okay, uh, I don't mind playing Tyler Bray tonight. And especially in this first opener, we've got Lamar Jackson on it, who everybody loves Lamar Jackson. He is the darling. He is the guy that, you know, can do so much with his legs. He's also the guy that's extremely unproven as a professional football player. And I... If you know, I think you're going to see like ridiculous ownership on him in tournaments tonight, and I don't know if you can justify a seventy percent ownership on him tonight when RG three is probably going to be playing as much as him and has the argument. Uh, you can make the argument he has much more to show that he can. You know that somebody will spend a, a roster spot on him at some point in time. So I don't know if I'm in playing the tournaments, if I'm playing the, the, uh, you know, the low buy-in, you know, high number of entries, I'm probably fading off of Lamar Jackson tonight. Cause I just, a, don't think he's going to play more than a quarter. And I think that, you know, you look at the other quarterbacks, the ownership on them is going to be way, way lower. In cash games, maybe you don't want to miss out because, yes, Lamar Jackson could reel off a 50 yard run. And, you know, having the fact that he's got the ability to run is a huge, huge advantage for you. Um, but I think there's game theory to be had in simply fading him for the likes of other quarterbacks at lesser ownership who could easily match it easily. I mean,. Uh, Just because Lamar Jackson was good at Louisville, that does not mean he's going to come in and light up preseason football, especially in the Hall of Fame game, which is like the most worthless exhibition game we have. When you're in exhibition game number three and four, and, you know, there's a chance maybe he plays four quarters or three quarters, uh, yes, you know, he's going against competition there that matters a lot more. Guys, you know that, that uh, you know are going to make football teams potentially. So I, I don't know. I'm just not sold that it's a lock and load spot on him tonight uh, just because of the playing time. Now, if it comes out and they say Lamar Jackson's getting two quarters, that's a different story. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have tons of preseason content for you as well. Uh, A little bit for tonight, but once things really ramp up next week, uh, you'll be able to find that content here on Roto-Grinders. Now, uh, in terms of other plays to look at, you know, we got kickers. We've got uh, defense special teams over there on DraftKings. We don't have them on FanDuel. I mean, defense special teams, it's fine. I mean, the game total on this one's 33. I mean, that's, that's a really tough thing. To roll out, but I think you need to be positively correlated in your lineups here. Uh, so keep that in mind, and that's the challenge that you run into, I think, with the DraftKings product when you have defense, special teams, and kickers. And let's get on the kicker today. Do we think we want to play a kicker tonight? Uh, Justin Tucker is one of the best in the league, but the the catch is there's actually two kickers out there in camp for Baltimore Now obviously Tucker's going to make the team he's the no-brainer but I believe they've got another guy who is um who is eligible where Chicago on the other hand uh has Cody Parkey and I believe that is it on the roster here uh for tonight's game so if that's the case Parkey is pretty much locked in for fantasy points tonight uh, in one capacity or another whether it's extra points whether it's you know touchdowns and yeah we don't love extra points I get it. Like, that's not necessarily going to win you um, money here at the end of the day. But if he kicks two field goals and an extra point, that's pretty, especially if they're deep field goals, that's pretty consistent numbers for a guy uh, on a preseason slate where you don't know where the ball's going to go. It's really, I don't want to say random, but there's a number of ways it could go. So I think I'm a little bit more apt to kind of go that way in cash games. Uh, and you know, do we one and a half x our kicker? I and mean, that feels like a risky proposition, but if there's ever a time to do it, it's probably like the preseason when you consider that there are, that no player, especially early on, is going to play really more than two quarters uh, except the kicker. So uh, I think the strategy around this is interesting. I'm so happy that DraftKings did not go IDP. I feel like people might have listened to some of the comments I made in my football podcast because uh, of what I want to see. Because for me, IDP was going to be a massive, massive mistake for them to go that route. And uh, the fact that they are not is a great decision because it's still adding a tremendous skill element here to the game. Um... So a few other names you know, Jordan last, uh, lastly, uh, wide receiver there for Baltimore. He and Breshad Perryman kind of interesting, you know, Perryman and, uh, Kevin White, a couple of former first round draft picks who have shown nothing, uh, you know, week one, it's so hard to, you know, project where that playing time is going to go. Um, but these are guys who need to make statements, uh, for, you know, to justify their existence on these squads. And first round picks like Anthony Miller, um, you know, running backs, you're not going to see these guys play much. But somebody like, you know, these guys who need to prove themselves, I don't think there's a lot of harm in them playing a little bit of extra time and trying to build some confidence in themselves. So I don't mind either of those two guys. From the running back side of things, you know, you got Benny Cunningham for Chicago. I don't really love going with the older guys. I'm looking at Gus Edwards. For Baltimore, Gus the Bus, I believe, was the nickname out there at the University of Miami. Big dude. If they get down to the goal line, he's definitely uh, a, a guy who's going to, you know, probably get those carries. So I like Gus Edwards there for Baltimore as a play tonight. And, uh, and same with Ryan Nall for Chicago. I, I like Gus better than Nall. I think Nall is kind of uh, pretty much going to be the – um just strict goal line guy I don't see him getting a lot of uh, carries between uh, the hashes here um, or outside the hashes I should say uh, during the game in you know outside of the red zone so uh the other guy though what myzel uh, another guy to look at uh, take one myzel for Chicago used to be with Baltimore last year's had some pretty good price uh, preseasons so he's probably the running back I'm looking at, looking at at Chicago. So he and Edwards, my choice is there. And then um, over at wide receiver, we'll see maybe a guy like, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's tough to say. Like maybe DeMarcus Ayers is a possibility, De- DeVere Posey. I mean, wide receiver's tough because, you know, we want to play correlation between quarterback and wide receivers. And I think it's going to be easier when we get to the first full season or the first full week. And then weeks two and three, things become way more clear. And even week four, it becomes pretty clear when we know guys aren't playing. But this Hall of Fame game is really, really, really tough. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. So don't go crazy with your bankroll. More importantly, don't play Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Alex Collins, Michael Crabtree, anybody that you would normally be playing in fantasy sports. All right. Uh, That's what I got for you here on this Thursday. Uh, Tomorrow, Mangone's back. He'll get you the uh, MLB for the day. And, uh, of course, we've got the um, Undeck Premium Pod going seven days a week. So you can catch that on the weekend as well. And sorry for the glitches in that the first couple of shows. We got that ironed out. It's all good moving forward. And uh, as always, if you're not a premium subscriber, please do so. I'm gonna make this crystal clear to you. You know, uh, there's gonna be places out there uh, that are that provide great content, but they're gonna charge you 150 bucks for a season, 200 bucks for a season. Where you do the monthly on rotor grinders, 30 bucks a month, and you're gonna get all of our content. So think of it this way: like when October rolls around, and we've got NBA going. Uh, We've got MLB going right now. You got PGA going. Uh, It's so much a better bang for your buck to be just getting that monthly sub than doing seasonal sub on basketball and then golf and then, uh, you know, baseball and then football. Uh, The seasonal sounds great. And, you know, if you're a single season player, I get it. That's why we offer that. But the monthly that we have that it covers all the sports is just an incredible deal for you guys when you break it down so give that a look and i promise you you won't be disappointed uh tons of great stuff coming to you this football season as well on rg but i'll be back next week enjoy your weekend everybody good luck in all your contests and uh take care talk to you next time